thirsty, my friends. That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Touchdown, Packers! Football is life! Lana! What? <laughs> Danger zone. No! 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 Sack you out in the end. This is the way. It's morphin' time! The joyful and jolly Jessica Fish. Ew, David. And be better protected from mayhem. Like me. Hello, Wisconsin! Hello. I'm the doctor. No! Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Nerdiest Podcast in the Midwest, the Midwestern Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Brian Stoffel, joined, as always, by my cohort, Kyle Olson. There he is. No, I am not just talking to myself. No, I'm not just going <laughs> crazy. He is actually here with us today. Before we jump into the meat of the episode, before the fun can begin... Let us get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way. We are the Midwestern Nerds. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-E-R-N-E-R-D-S. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Midwestern Nerds. We are the Midwestern Nerds podcast on Facebook. If you want to send us an email, you can send that to MidwesternNerds at gmail.com. You can find our show wherever a podcast can be found. As Anakin said... As Hayden Christensen said at Star Wars Celebration last weekend to erupt the convention, this is where the fun begins. We are talking the first two episodes of the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney+. Plus. Yes, I realize by the time this episode comes out, there will have been three episodes out. We are only going to focus on the first two episodes because... As of recording this, we haven't watched the third episode yet, so all we can really talk about is that first two episodes, which is more than enough to talk about because a lot happened in these two episodes, a lot of good things. Kyle, Obi-Wan I know is one of your all-time favorite Star Wars characters. I know you had to have been absolutely psyched for this series what were your general thoughts on the first two episodes? I mean, just everything that I could have asked for. <laughs> like, this is just incredible. It's filling in gaps. And that's basically what Star War- what we've kind of asked of Star Wars in a lot of these shows. And like Rogue One and um, a lot of these other like one-off shows, Mandalorian, that kind of stuff. Like, there's a lot of just filling in gaps of what might have happened in between movies. And... I mean, this is a big one. This is a huge one with, I mean, the the implication of Order 66 and Anakin and Obi-Wan and Luke and Leia, which we'll get into. Like, there's so much that I didn't even think of. I didn't even think about a little Leia Organa. Like, I didn't even, didn't even cross my mind. But the fact that we haven't really seen Obi-Wan and Leia together just, oh, it made me so excited to see the possibility. Um, yeah, I just incredibly and Josh... Um, who's been on before he's even an even bigger Obi-Wan fan than I am he's been for all three episodes now he's stayed up till 11 11 for the for the premiere of the first two episodes and he stayed up until two o'clock last night when the other two when the third episode dropped um he is die hard wants to watch this as soon as he possibly can yeah we've just been raving over these episodes and over the series so far it's just been incredible to watch this show these first two episodes they just make me so happy. They make me so happy. I have been a casual Star Wars fan for quite a while now. The prequels is, was my introduction into Star Wars, and Obi-Wan in The Phantom Menace was one of the things that I really attached to going into that this franchise. I, I will admit... I was around the appropriate age where Jar Jar Binks worked for me. Oh. Was like one of the big <laughs> things that I latched onto when I jumped into the Star Wars franchise. But I had a friend, first grade, 
opened my eyes. He was like, "Nope, Jar Jar Binks is is stupid." I was that real... I, w- I was that kid in grade school who everyone was just Jar 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 Jar. I was like, "No, he's fucking dumb. Shut up." <laughs> the real OG. He's like the real OG. The real MVP is Obi Wan, <laughs> and of course, then after that, like Obi Wan was the solid through line throughout the prequels, where through the good and the bad. Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan was always on the side of the good. I was, as soon as they announced Disney Plus, and as soon as they announced what was coming to Disney Plus, and that they announced Obi-Wan, this has been one of my top, most anticipated things to watch on this channel. The fact that it's finally out. I go into these things sometimes with too high of expectations. (laughs) This show completely blew me away. Even the start of the show with the previously on, say what you will about the prequels. If you have so many issues and problems with the prequels where you refuse to watch them, just jump into this right away. It's the perfect recap. It picks up all of the main points in such an excellently crafted way that like, you get the full story and you get all the highlights to the point where it made me want to go back and rewatch the prequels, even though I was like, I just saw all the good stuff right here. (laughs) And it did what it was supposed to do with not only catching you up, but getting you hyped. I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then we open up with order 66. And I was like, what? this show is just right away in the first 10 minutes. I'm like, I'm already in, I'm already sold. I already, Love this. Well, like you said, not only recapping what happens in those previous three movies, but giving you the the scene that everyone loves. Just re- recapping, but basically giving you that entire I have the high ground and again scene. And it again, that just that puts you in the mood if you weren't already in that mood. Not only that, the way that they end that recap montage yes. confirms, confirms that Liam Neeson is going to be back as Qui-Gon as a force ghost because they end it with training I have for you your master Qui-Gon Jinn and it's like that's where they ended it to the point where I was like holy fuck are they going to give us Qui-Gon in the first episode like (laughs) right then and there I was like all right like this could be complete hot garbage for this next hour I'm sticking around until they give me Qui-Gon and then they open up with Order 66, and I was like, I didn't think that it would be hot garbage, and now this confirms. This is just going to open up completely badass, and I'm I'm in 100%. There, there's <laughs> just like we us all going into the movie theater expecting Toby and Andrew to show up, uh, Liam Neeson will be in this ep- in this series as a force ghost at the end of like there's no way that he's not <laughs> we're just i'm getting my hopes up now it's fine but yes leading right into it i mean right into order 66 which was just yeah which then i went from i went from not not only are they gonna give us qui-gon in this episode but then i was like oh my gosh are we gonna get anakin mm. right away in the first two minutes killing off people they didn't give us that no but at the same time i was like this was still a badass scene. I love that we were focusing on the younglings yep. and we were going from their perspective. Everything's happening all around you and you're in the fray of it. And you're like, are these kids going to make it out of here? Or is Anakin going to show up and fucking slay these kids like he does in the scene that they don't show it, but it's definitely implied that those younglings were done uh, <laughs> in this Revenge of the Sith. Specifically focusing on one youngling, immediately when you're when you're on the, the scenery of the city line and you're zooming out and you start to get the, the, the picture of the kids doing the yoga or meditation um, with no lightsabers, by the way, which was a great... This was a weaponless training, which I thought was a great, like, oh, these kids are very defenseless right now with one Jedi training them. Um, and then immediately, like, seven stormtroopers come in, or seven, cl- yeah, stormtroopers come in for uh, to blast them dead. Um, but you, the first one that they focus on, a lot of, I've seen, I've seen this from a lot of people, but it was my first thought, too, when we see the third sister come on later. I think, I do think that that is her. 
and that's why we focus on her so early there but yeah this was just so cool like seeing that uh, i can't remember the jedi's name i someone said it it's not really that big of a deal but the jedi that was teaching them that meditation then defending them for probably two minutes straight just boom 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 but eventually just the amount of stormtroopers there just blasting and blasting and blasting was too much for her protecting the children to her last breath but still was too much for her that yeah this was just i mean this was order 66 to a a magnitude that i had kind of missed or like that i wanted i was kind of craving this like i don't know this was a side of it that we didn't get before so this was super cool it just feeds the hunger that i have for a potential Disney Plus series. Like as soon as they announced that they were going to do Star Wars shows and everybody's like, "Oh, what's what's some Star Wars shows that you wanted to see?" The first thing that I thought of was I want a whole like 6 episode limited series just on Order 66. I and I want to follow a group of Jedi that are just trying to get out of the temple and the whole 6 episodes is just them fighting to get out of the temple. Some of them are falling throughout like the episodes, but then it comes down to are they going to make it out or aren't they going to make it out? Can you imagine if it's like a real time thing too? Like it's literally six hours. It's only, like you start the clock from when it starts to six hours when people escape or when it's done. Oh my gosh. And like, it's literally hour to like an episode. It is an hour and it's literally only like there's no jump cutting to an hour in the future. Like it's lit. Can you imagine just the pressure dude. and oh have you ever seen the World War One movie 1918? Actually, where it's like maybe the, yes, where it's the whole movie and it's it's filmed so meticulously where it looks like it's one shot the mm-hmm. whole two hours. What you just described now, I want that as the whole show. That's what I'm where saying. Where like it starts just like it did here, where they're doing training, and all of a sudden you start hearing blaster fires, and we're following them six episodes real time hour to hour give it to me i'm trying to think um oh the most well not the most recent example probably but the most recent example in my life because i'm re-watching marvel right now is avengers literally when they say that there's like a minute 30 left on this nuke or whatever that they shoot towards um new york if you literally take the next minute and 30 out of the movie it that is when it explodes is literally 90 seconds later um oh nice exactly right so like that kind of stuff is great if you can do that to a larger scale anyway we're getting a little off topic but that would be so cool (laughs) but yeah uh now that we're we've spent 10 minutes on the first like (laughs) two minutes (laughs) that's how we normally that's how we normally do these that's how we do that's how we do oh and uh (laughs) oh my gosh if you haven't guessed by now we tend to go um, spoilers uh, throughout all of our episodes. And now that we've spoiled the first like two, three minutes of the first episode, just because I forgot to warn you before we started. Yeah, we're going full spoilers on these two episodes. 100%. So we go from Order 66 to Obi-Wan. And <laughs> this hit a little closer to home than I thought it was going to. The fact that he's doing, like, assembly line work (laughs) as, like, a butcher. I was like, I wasn't a butcher, but I was in this line of work where, like, I I know what you're going through, man. I've lived this. (laughs) That meticulous, and the the way they shot it, I can't remember if it was the same episode or episode one to episode two, but the way they, they shot his first day and his second day of us watching him, it was almost shot for shot. And it was just yep. that meticulous repeating, doing the same thing over. And again, like you said, it just that did also kind of hit home. It's just like, man, it's just that grind, isn't it? <laughs> it's that nine to and five. And he sees he sees one of his coworkers being heckled by the boss, and he wants to step up. And the boss is like, "What? You gonna say something?" And he's just like, and then he just he doesn't say anything. He just walks out, and it's like, oh, this is the first sign of where we are mentally with obi-wan and it's kind of foreshadowing what's eventually going to happen in this episode yes and it's not even it's not even like he reaches for something or he clinches his fist like he's ready to fight or anything literally is just watching the scene there is no indication at all that he's going to he's eyeing them up both but there is literally no indication that he's going to intervene it's it was that immediate like oh no he has given this completely up because he values survival over 
d- continuing the Jedi way, which is so interesting. The theme of this, this whole show, it seems like that it's just going to be so interesting. The thing that threw me off, though, too, was they kept focusing on the fact that he would, like, cut a little piece of meat and would wrap it up and tuck it away in his mm-hmm. apron. And it looked like he was trying to be sneaky about it, like he was stealing it, which Very, he was. Yeah. I thought that was going to I thought there was going to be repercussions for that. Like, I still I thought think there will gonna... be. I think he's going to do that a couple times. <laughs> I know he already I would... has done it a couple times. I think he's going to continue. And, and I it's would gonna agree, be later but in the show. we're already like. It's to the point where if we went back to that, or if he went back to work, I'd be like, why are we going back here? Because we're already off planet doing all this other shit. Sure. And we're the sto- there's only six episodes. And after we watch this week's episode, which we're not talking about this week, but after we watch that, we're halfway through the series. Like, true. <laughs> there's so much more to tell that it's like, I would be like, I'd feel like it's pointless to go back to be like, why are we going back to this when he's got enough shit that he's worrying about right now where we don't need to go back to that like that to me, that was just kind of reinforcing and establishing where he is mentally and emotionally. And the fact that like there weren't any repercussions for him stealing the meat. I was like, Oh, well that was kind of weird that we focused on that. And now (laughs) we're not, we're not gonna, acknowledge it anymore maybe we will but like you said there's gonna have to be a justifiable reason as to why yeah like maybe at that point like he's out of his dark depressing moments and he's back to he's got his confidence back and maybe he will stand up for himself then like I guess that could be the way to do it but at this point I'm like why would we need to go back to to the butcher shop (laughs) like we're we're past that but i'm just gonna stick to like the main things that i remember from this episode you can definitely jump in if there's something else that you're probably gonna think of i i started my binging weekend with these two episodes and then watched seven episodes of stranger things so there's probably gonna be some (laughs) things i forget uh the next thing that i the next big thing that i remember that's worth talking about is um the inquisitors and mm-hmm. their their introduction to them it, it felt very western <laughs> when they show up they, they go into the yes. tavern they're like hey we're looking for this guy like have you have you seen him and well it, it almost I, felt once they once they got into the tavern it almost felt in glorious bastards like like literally it literally felt like nazis sniffing out jews is how it yeah it, it is yeah. how they kind of tried to portray it off where these people are trying to hide from them and he's he knows that they're there and he's just sniffing them out. He's looking at almost like Sherlockian, like uh, the clues kind of revealing themselves as he's like, oh, there's ed- evidence of Jedi being here as there's fucking lightsaber cuts in the wall. Like th- this, this was a very cool scene. I was like, oh, are we moving this quick in the pace where they know that Obi-Wan's here and they're sniffing him out? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it's like a different Jedi. Yep. Did not see that coming. The Grand Inquisitor, I thought he was pretty cool. Uh, I like the other. What would do they even have names? The family, because I know like it's like brother two and sister three, and there's like another too, girl and another guy. The and... They're all from the show, the other animated shows. I can't remember his name now. Which I I'll just state for everybody to know common knowledge. I'm not nearly close to being done with Clone Wars. No, same here. <laughs> like, unfortunately. I'm like halfway through season two. I will say I jumped back into it as soon as I finished these Obi-Wan episodes. I was like, all right, I'm getting back in the Star Wars mood. I'm getting back into these. So, yeah, I have no idea who these guys are. They're my first introduction to it, which I felt like the show did a really good job of establishing very quickly who these guys are and the kind of threat that they are. I like that it's Jedi that have turned to the dark side that are now tasked to hunt down the rest of the Jedi. What are your thoughts on Reva? Because I know a lot of people have had thoughts on her. I think she, I think she's a badass character. I don't think... I think that they're going to de- continue to develop her character within the next four episodes. Oh, yeah. I know a lot of people are have a problem with like her portrayal of the character. And I'm just like... Really? We're only two episodes into this. It's... 
it's the internet. It's, it's well, bad. yeah. There's always gonna be <laughs> there's always gonna be the vocal minority that's gonna complain about something. It's it the the fact that that Disney and like the Star Wars social media pages have to come out and be like, people just don't be racist. Like Honestly. we're defending our actors here. Like, jeez, why? Why? I get passion, but why do we need to throw hate into that too? If you don't like a character don't like her but yeah. don't don't attack the actress you know uh, and again it's so early in the season in in the series like we're we've only gotten two episodes we haven't spent that much time with her also if you don't like the character uh newsflash you're not supposed to she is the villain um just get worked be involved in the story um yeah people are again there's always going to be that vocal minority unfortunately um, you just have to sit back and enjoy it. Just, you don't have to argue about things. But anyway, yes, I, I love Reba. I think the implication that she has this connection to Anakin. Because, obviously, she knows that it's Anakin as Darth Vader. She's mentioned it to Obi-Wan. She is chasing Obi-Wan. She knows, it almost feels like either she's close to Anakin, so she's going after Obi-Wan, or Anakin asked her to go after Obi-Wan. Like, there's, again, there's this implication of... Her, her connection to Anakin and to Darth Vader. Like, that in itself, I'm excited to see play out of why she's so... I get... I mean, and maybe it's because she was the one in Order 66, too. Maybe because she knows how up close and personal these... What, what is what is her line? The, the, the Jedi... The Jedi betrayed you or something like that. Like, it it sounds like she's speaking from personal experience. And that's, again, plays into why we think that it's the same character that we first see in the series. I think there's so much depth and so much character growth that can come into this character. I'm, yeah, I'm beyond excited for that. I think it's, and because like, again, there's so much passion behind what she's doing. She's overthrowing her superiors and she's going above their heads and and conducting these really smart plans to get Obi-Wan. You know, I know I'm going in episode two now, but like she's doing what she thinks is right. It's so interesting. I love the character personally. I want a flashback scene that goes back to Order 66, Mm -hmm. and I want it to be to the point where, like, she's about to get gunned down by the clone troopers, and then Anakin steps in and is like, no, like, spare this one. Like, I want him to be able to, like, sense something about her, like, that this one's got potential, you know? I want some kind of flashback scene, because, again, I agree with, like, a lot of people where it's like, how does she know that Anakin's Vader because again the, not a lot of people know that Anakin's Vader exactly and the fact I think there is like, a further connection Anakin somewhere. is alive mm-hmm. it, it would have been different if she would have been like Lord Vader is is alive Lord exactly. Vader's real and he's he's looking for you like that would have been different because as we know from Revenge of the Sith Obi-Wan knows that Anakin's now been named Lord Vader Darth Vader right. Yoda even says like Anakin's dead Darth Vader is now alive mm-hmm so I'm he so knows intrigued. that it, it the the fact that she calls him Anakin, it's like how do you know this? Like I I want the explanation and I want it to be in a flashback scene because we get Hayden Christensen back in this series. He can't just be Darth Vader. We need a flash. We need at least one flashback scene where he is Anakin. You like, think, Cam? Yeah. You. You would think if you're going to go as far as to get the actor back, you're not going to hide him in the helmet the whole time. Like, you need that flashback where you get to see full-on Hayden Christensen, you know? So, I think that they've got to have a scene, something like that, some kind of flashback. And I think that it would be cool to get it to bridge the backstory of this Reva character. Right. We know her we know her motivations. Now we need to know why she's motivated towards that. Right. Um but yeah, uh she was really cool. I, I like that let's jump to the scene where because uh, we're again we're we're still talking we're about just gonna Reva. jump around yeah. We're we're gonna jump all around. Let's jump to the scene where they're looking for the Jedi in the town square and she's like I'm and she approaches Owen. Oh yes. That scene was so tense. Like so I was good. we we know that Owen's going to make it out of it. But at the same time it's like 
is she gonna fucking kill all these people? Like, is he gonna give up Obi Wan? Like, and then well, Obi Wan's gonna, gonna have attack. To run? That's the thing. Is she gonna attack Owen? And that's where Obi Wan has to out himself. Yeah, there. Even though we know that these characters make it out, it's so impressive that they're still able to create this tension around these scenes. And the fact that like she shows that she's like, I'm not holding back anything when that when that woman like talks back to her and she just chops her hand off it's like oh yep she's she's serious here she's gonna kill all these people i said i was gonna cut your hand off and i'm cutting your hand off (laughs) yeah so that scene was just so good owen yeah a standout in these first two episodes i mean joel edgerton is a fantastic actor Mm -hmm. so i was this was one of the things that I was excited for about this series when we found out that he is coming back for the role. I wanted to see what they were going to do with him. We see that sick burn in the trailer. It works even better in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> I love the memes that came out after it where it was just like he could burn, but little did he know he'd be burned in the end. You know, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, uh yeah, that was so good. I just love that he's just, like, not putting up with Obi-Wan's bullshit. He's like, nope, like, you're dangerous. You gotta stay away from Luke. He's my responsibility now. I love that the plane that Obi-Wan was gonna give Luke is the plane that yep. Luke's playing with in... New Hope. Uh, episode, yep, in episode four. And then we get Obi-Wan. He's having nightmares. I love that he's trying to reach out to Qui-Gon. And this is when I thought he was going to come in. And then his uh, calls go unanswered. I, again, it just it keeps building on how broken he is right now. Where how, how easy could it have been to have Qui-Gon come in at that moment and be like, everything's going to be okay. Like, right. everything happens for a reason, blah, blah, blah. But the fact that it's like, no. Like, he's not coming. It It's so interesting because, like you said, he's just so broken that he doesn't have that connection yet. Because he is in hiding and he's given up the Jedi way. But yet he's still persistent that he has to train Luke when Luke is ready. It's so, like, those are almost, like, completely opposite of each other. But yet he's so steadfast on each of them. It's so interesting. Well, not only that, but jump... Uh, jump in again to episode two we know that he hasn't been practicing and using the force like barely at all right to the point where like we we mentioned her already and if you've seen the episodes you know (laughs) uh young leia is in here she almost dies because the fact that like he's struggling so hard to use the force to catch her (laughs) and then he's just like Again, he's trying to call it to Qui-Gon. Maybe that's why he can't reach him yet, because like he's so out of practice with the Force. Lost his like, connection, he's got yeah. Such little faith that, yeah, he's lost the connection. Um, Although we should say, I, 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 we might have jumped over this part already, but the fe- when, or maybe no, maybe it's at the end of this episode, but when he, when he finally, when Obi-Wan finally speaks the words, Anakin, that's when Anakin wakes up in the fucking tank and like that, so there's that connection still. Even if he doesn't quite have his connection to the Force, the connection between those two—that's that to me almost felt like that's him waking up now. Like, oh my God, we're ready. We're gonna put the suit on him. He's a he's Darth Vader. With all of the things that happen in these first two episodes, I am under the assumption, and I'm gonna use your your favorite thing. I'm in my head canon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's. It's still got his connections to the force, but sure. it's just not that strong. Right. Yeah. Because he also happens to find his lightsaber that he buried in the middle of fucking nowhere yeah. with no with no like landmarks or anything to like point that out. Like it's like, okay, my headcanon there was he he used the force to refine Absolutely, that lightsaber. Yeah. So like and so my yeah, my headcanon is He's still got connections to the Force, but it, they're just very small and they're very weak at this point because Correct. he's not he's not utilizing it. He's not using it. He's doesn't have as much faith anymore. That's the thing. Um, if he goes this long with in hiding without using it, eventually it's going to you know he's going to lose practice of it. It's still always going to be there. And again, jumping around in episode two when he's trying to save Leia and he gets into the fight with uh, Flea and his henchmen. I 
I love that it wasn't just like I'm a Jedi, I'm a badass, like you guys are a piece of cake. I love the fact that he's so rusty with everything. Like they he almost gets taken out by common thugs. Yeah. They almost beat the shit out of him. And even when he throws that first punch, he's like, ah, <laughs> like yeah. he grabs his hand. It's just like not used yes. to punching even even when he had yeah. his powers. But obviously he's using the force and he's using his lightsaber. And then he's he's using the gun too towards the end, the, the blaster towards the end of that episode. The one thing that I was waiting for that I didn't get that I was a little disappointed I wanted the callback line from Revenge of the Sith when he kills Grievous and he looks at the blast. He's like, oh, so uncivilized. Like, <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted that line when he was using the blaster again, but that been didn't good. get it. And I was I was like, oh, but it wasn't like a, oh, right. you should have put that in there. <laughs> I was just like, oh, like I wanted that. <laughs> but the Jedi that we talked about, again, jumping back to episode mm-hmm. one, I thought that it was ballsy. And I like that they that they went there where the Jedi comes up to him and he's like, hey, man, like, I need your help. Like, there's not a whole lot of us like left out here. Like, we got to we got to work together. You got to help me get out of here. Like, these guys are. are, Yeah. Obi-Wan, like you're Obi-Wan was so high on the council. Like, he's one of the strongest Jedi that were around before the fall. And something that I didn't even think of that like stares you right in the face a lot of this is obi-wan's fault like not just anakin but he's the one that brought the clone army to the republic to palpatine in episode two he's the one that finds the clones and he's like hey we got the secret (laughs) army over here like did nobody know about this like yeah so not only does he have anakin but it's his fault that the clones turn because it's his fault that the clones are even there in the first place. Yep. So all of that guilt weighing on you. I and now he's got the guilt, the guilty conscience of like he let a Jedi die because he turned him away. Which I kind of thought so going into this series, I didn't think that what was gonna get him off of Tatooine was Leia. I thought no. that it was gonna follow there's a there's like a a young adult Star Wars series that was out for the prequels. It was like Jedi Apprentice, which followed Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon stories before episode one. Then it was Jedi Quest, I think. That sounds right. Which was which was Obi-Wan training Anakin. And then they had this third series that was Last of the Jedi, and it was post Revenge of the Sith. And in that series, Obi-Wan did his training. He's talking with Qui-Gon. They sense the other Jedi like out in the out in the galaxy. They sense that the Empire and Vader are hunting him down. And he's like, uh, it's up to you. You gotta go out there and you gotta help these people and you gotta save them. And like there's one that's really close to Tatooine, and Obi-Wan's like, I can't leave Luke, and he's like, You gotta go out there. And Qui-Gon's basically like, You gotta go out there and save these other Jedi. And that's what he does in that series is he's basically going out trying to trying to save whatever Jedi are left out there. And I thought that's kind of where this show was going to go. And they right right in that moment in episode one, it's like, oh, no, that's not where this show is going at all. The fact that he's like barrier lightsaber in the middle of the desert, like go into hiding, run, don't use your don't use the force, don't use your powers anymore. Like. The war's over. We lost. Like, just like face it. Just yeah. yeah, just just accept it and move on. And then the Inquisitors, they end up getting them. I I wanted them to go a little bit darker. I I've heard that this that they did rewrites on this series because Kathleen Kennedy and Disney were like, this is too dark. You wow. gotta you gotta tone it down a little bit and not make it so dark. I feel like in that first draft, he's hanging by the neck, and it I really wish right. they. Yeah. I I really wish they would have that. That's how they would have showed it. Even don't even show the full thing. Just show legs that are dangling. Yeah, and we get we get the point. We know who's, who that yeah. is. Yeah, and the fact that he's just like tied up from the waist, hanging. I was like, come on. Yeah, come on, just. 
go there. You're basically implying it. Just go there. Let's talk about Leia. Uh, it's to that point now where we got to talk about Leia. I loved that we get our first glimpses and our first like actual time on uh, the planet. Yep. On Alderaan. Yeah. Like we got that one shot of uh, Bail Organa and his wife with Leia on a balcony at the end of Revenge of the Sith. And that's as much of Alderaan as we've ever seen. Which, by the I way, I'm, love... happy, I'm happy that they brought back the same actors, too. I was going to get to them. Okay. I was going to get to them. <laughs> but I love that we're on the planet and we get to see this planet. I love that it's like a beautiful, forested planet and that it looks like the civilization is like, hey, instead of like the rise of civilization and technology, like eliminating nature i love that it's like no we're gonna combine with nature to be what we are where it's definitely like like this city and this forested planet but it's not like it's not like like ewok village type thing in the middle of the woods it's like actual civilization but like nothing's completely torn down and and chopped down um Leia, I think that they did an incredible job of casting and directing this girl that plays Leia because child actors can be very hit and miss and <laughs> oftentimes miss because granted they're they're young they're they they're not developed right. enough to be able to act that well. This Leia was absolutely perfect, well, and especially I when loved... you're trying to portray a character that is already known. Not only known, but known to the level of Leia Organa. Like, just incredible work, honestly. The the fact that it's like, this is still a child, but this is definitely Leia. Yeah. Like, she's got the personality. I love that it was like, yeah, you're a little bit wiser than, like, your age would, would say. But at the same time, like, she's also like, no, you're bad. You're scary. I don't trust you. I'm going to run away. And it's like, everybody's like, oh, that was dumb, like, online. But it's like, no, that's what a child would do. Like, yeah. a child is going to be scared. They're going to run away. They're going to try to hide. <laughs> just, because, just because an adult says, I'm a friend of your dad's, doesn't mean that he's actually a friend of your dad's. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I just, I loved this actress. I, I love this casting. Yeah. I even love that our first time with her, she's climbing up in the trees and she's watching the starships Dude, that are so- going... There's so many things with this first scene of her. So not only do we get her in the tree, which is almost a call to the future of her with the Ewoks, right? And all that. But her using her mom's trick of disguise, right? To get out of the fitting and out of the fancy dress to be able to sneak off into the woods. I love that little touch as well. Uh, Just that that immediate hint of Padme uh, was super cool. And yeah, her running through the woods, she, she immediately has a little droid um and when she's at the party talking to her cousin i think she immediately unpacks him and just knows everything about this dude and it's almost that again that connection to the force that we've we saw i think later in episode eight or nine where she does still have that slight connection where she knows this person just because of that connection that she has um yeah just the portrayal and the the call forwards that they do uh, with uh, yeah, the whole character is just it. It's Leia Organa, which is just it's so impressive and so incredibly tough to do. I can't believe they pulled it off. And you mentioned him. I'm so glad that they brought back Bail Organa too. I such a good actor. actor. I love him so much. Uh, he's in he's Brooklyn Nine so Nine. He's in In the Heights. Those are the two main ones that I know him. But obviously uh, from this as well. He's in Sons of Anarchy and Ooh. is awesome in that show as okay. well. Um, yeah, just phenomenal actor. And he was, again, one of those standouts in these first two episodes. Definitely jumped back into the character. He's so relatable and so just good. He's, yeah. a, he's a good-hearted dude. You know right awesome. away it's like, nope, he's, he, this isn't a corrupt politician. This he's, not going to Obi- he's not going to Obi-Wan to to try to trap him or anything like he's just going there because he knows that he's the only one that can help him right now help me obi-wan you're my only hope 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, and again, that go, that kind of follows the similar lines with the Jedi. Yeah. That reaches out to him where Obi Wan's like, no, like I'm not gonna help you. And then I love that he's just like, that you know that Luke isn't the only one. Like, stop hiding behind that excuse that Leia's just as important, yes. if not more important than Luke as well. Like that was both... so that was so big for me. I genuinely had never even thought I always thought obviously he's gonna sit there and he's gonna protect Luke and he's gonna watch Luke and he's gonna want to train Luke as soon as he can. I never thought about him being so protective about Leia too and that's what gets him out of this hiding that we've already seen him so steadfast not doing anything to expose himself but it's suit not as soon but like he has to be pressured into it still but at the end of the day he has to still go protect Leia I yeah didn't never crossed my mind and I can't believe it never had because it's right there and it's just so awesome I love it took me out of the show but I love at the same time <laughs> <laughs> that Reba hires Flea, yeah. the ba- the bassist from Red Hot Chili Peppers, yep. <laughs> to go and kidnap Leia with his stoner goonies. And yep. I was like, as soon as I saw him, I was like, is that fucking Flea? <laughs> and then, like, as soon as he starts talking, I was like, oh, my gosh. What, what is Flea doing in Star Wars? Yep. But then I was I was totally in it i was totally accepting it. i was like all right i'm i'm here for this <laughs> but well and not only that but um camille nanjiani too like yeah big name actor but like it was very strange to see him you know what, again what? that that again took me out of that i don't know sometimes these really big name actors do kind of when you're watching an established something like Star Wars or Marvel or something, when you see these big name actors in as a character that you don't necessarily know, it's always that weird line of trying to find where they can fit. But this one to me was just like, oh, that's Camille. Like, <laughs> well, let's get into him in a little bit. Sure, uh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, let's. I just want to wrap up episode one by saying, <laughs> I love that Obi Wan ultimately accepts the job. He, you know, he goes to the to the spaceport and he's still like having second thoughts. And the lady's like, "Hey, you come in? Like last call? Like let's go." We get the glimpse of his lightsaber hanging, folds his robe back over, and walks off. The fact I, that I he love... had, the, the fact that he had Anakin's lightsaber buried with his as well. I thought that was super. Yeah, cool. yeah. But I, I loved this. But then at the same time, I was like, I was like. I, I love that we've got a slightly different look for Obi-Wan in this show. But it's still, like, you you can't divert too much away from, like, a classic, iconic look of Obi-Wan. But at the same time, from that spaceport point, and then through episode two, I was just like, I was like, come on. Like, you still look like a Jedi. How how are you still walking around? Yeah, you got your hood up, but how are you still walking around? And everybody's like, oh, how, how come nobody's not like, what was that a Jedi that just walked past? <laughs> even jumping into episode two now, like fully jumping into episode two. Even when he sees the clone trooper vet, the homeless vet, you know, he's got his helmet out. Which was a that super was, cool cameo, too. It was so cool. Everybody's like, "Is that is that Commander Rex or yeah, whatever his name it's is?" Not. No, it's it's not. But at the same time, I was like, Obi Wan is such an important Jedi that you would think that all of the clones know who he is. So the yeah. fact that like even with this hood up, again, he you still look like a Jedi. The fact that he wasn't looking at him like wait a minute yeah before obi-wan like puts his money in his helmet and walks off and somebody said this that i was listening to after i watched these and i i didn't think of this but i totally agree after hearing it when the apb basically goes out for obi-wan and all the bounty hunters are like oh shit like gotta gotta find this jedi now that's walking around i wanted them to like cut back to the clone oh and and have him see that and be like, all right, like, 
puts the helmet back on, it's back to work. Like, I, I wanted some kind of interaction there to be like... If he's down on his luck, he'll take any bounty he can get. Yeah, that's... Exactly. That would have that been really cool. If they would have done when Obi-Wan puts the money in his helmet, if they would have, for a split second, Just... had him look like, mm-hmm. like, wait a minute, like, have, like, that wait a minute look, and then see the APB and be like, shit, I was right, and then put the helmet back on. Even if he's taken out in, like, two seconds... <laughs> by obi-wan still that like, would have been a cool connection it, it would have been so cool yeah. it would have been so cool but i am glad that we did get like the the clone war vet <laughs> the, yeah the homeless clone war vet in there with um, the same actor too that was yeah yeah, yeah. uh kumail let's <laughs> yes. talk about him i didn't uh, listen i don't know like i said to me they didn't find the line to where this was like a big name actor filling a role. It wasn't a big enough role. I don't know. It took me out because it was just, again, it was just, that was Camille. That like in, it almost worked more in Eternals. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that, but like, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. And the, the, the character itself was like, Oh, I'm conning people to make them think I'm a Jedi by using magnets and calling people that, are clearly already on my side, but we already have this plan to make make them feel like I or make the people that I'm conning feel like I'm using Jedi mind tricks on these people over the phone, and it's like okay, but then he almost immediately helps Obi Wan. Like I, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of this character. I I'll admit I don't. He didn't quite work for me in this episode. And I say that because I don't think he's done. Sure. I think he's going to come back. And I would love it if it's revealed that he's faking to be a Jedi, but he's actually a Jedi. That would be and like, pretty cool. Actually. And that's and that's why All he right. helped him. All like, right. I would love if he's like, oh, yeah, I'm using magnets as the force to, like, hide the fact that, no, he actually can use the force just in case, just in case he would get caught where he could be like, I'm I'm not real. Like, arrest me, like, like, find me, but don't kill me because I'm not actually a Jedi as like a, as an excuse to like, to hide, to hide in plain sight. Like, sure. I would love if that was like his motive because that would make more sense like episode two would then make more sense for to me because it was yeah. like i still don't I'm like a, the fact that he was conning people though because that, that's not a that's not the jedi i don't know yeah, yeah. it yeah. would ha- that uh, would help that would help it, it would justify his turn a little bit more for me mm-hmm. because like when he showed up in the beginning of the episode i was like oh okay that was like a cool little cameo like but he's gone he's done whatever but then when he comes back and he's like no i'm actually gonna help you i was with obi-wan to be in like how can i believe you how can i trust you this is probably just a trap mm-hmm. and the fact that it wasn't a trap i was like wait a minute what what yeah. <laughs> like it like it didn't fully click for me for sure uh we talked about him breaking out leia yep and all that i Which, again with a it seemed to me like a cool callback for Leia or for Luke breaking out Leia as well. Yeah, it was a very yes. similar, very similar scenes. So the Leia yep. immediately doubting the person that's trying to save her. I thought that was yeah. I love that he's like, "You remind me so much of someone." Yeah, referring to his mother because or her mother because yeah, she's a little bit sassy, does what she wants to do, and again, just the just the fact that we got the interaction finally of ben and leia just uh, again it it feels like something that we even if we got a little bit in the movies we never really got like a full-fledged relationship like why was she able to be like you know obi-wan you are my only hope like we don't know where that relationship came from and i i think i think that's just it's cool to explore and finally finally go into depth of and this is where like the hardcore fans come out where i'm like i'm kind of glad that i'm not super hardcore into star wars where like it doesn't where this show works for me where it doesn't work for some people because some people are like this doesn't fit with canon because she's why would she say you 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 served under my father like in a new hope and that's that's like 
proper reason to message him when they had all this time together and it's like, oh, well, geez. but then at the same time, it's like, he tells her her name is Ben. Does she ever hear in the first two episodes, at least that it's Obi-Wan Holy and not shit. just Ben? Like, so would she know that unless they some time throughout the rest of the series between leaving this planet and taking her home that she finds out, oh yeah, this is Obi-Wan. Cause I don't think she ever really heard if I remember correctly. That's such a good, if point. it was Obi-Wan. So, although when the, when the, but at the same time, even if she does like when the alert went I... out for him though, would it say Obi-Wan? I don't or think she saw just the picture. She saw the picture I, I... of him. Remember? Cause she got scared. And that's when she, ran oh for yeah, second that's time. right. So I don't know if his name was on that or not. I can't remember. But either way, either. either way. But either way, the whole point I'm trying to make is I'm not hardcore enough to where it bothers me. Like Agreed. everything in this show has worked for me so far. Where like I'm invested, I'm in. I I texted you after I watched this show. <laughs> I am so on the Star Wars hype train right now. I jumped back in the Clone Wars, which I didn't love the first season and a half that I watched, which is why I dropped off of it. Yep. But I'm like, I want to go back in. I want to be in the Star Wars world. This is the first series in a very, very, very long time where I'm like, I wish I had all of it so I could binge it all six episodes right here and right now. Because if they would have all been available, I definitely would have. And the fact that it's like, oh, we got to wait now week to week. It's going to be difficult. Like, we're lucky enough where these came out on Friday the first two came out on Friday and then it was only, we only had to wait till Wednesday to get the next episode. But now after this, it's like, all right, now we got to wait a week for that <laughs> yeah. next episode. And then after that, then we have to wait another week uh-huh. and then we have to wait another week. So it's working for me. It's absolutely working for me. I am all in for the show. Any final thoughts? I think we kind of covered everything. I think we did too, and I'm very excited for us, uh, you know, on a later date to go into further episodes. I mean, if Liam Neeson doesn't show up, then I think this whole thing is a failure. No, obviously, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I think, I think, like you said, this show's working for me too, and I'm, I am more of a casual Star Wars guy. I'm way more into like Marvel and that kind of stuff than I am. I, I know Star Wars, and I've watched Star Wars, and I know, you know, the canon and that kind of stuff. But like, I'm not. Like you said, I'm not super hardcore. Where if if something doesn't work, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna freak out about it. So th- this is working for me. I'm super hyped for future episodes. I think there's so many stories and so many character progressions that we can go through just in the next few episodes. I I just can't wait. Is there anybody else? So we know Qui Gon's gonna come up. Got it. We know that Vader, Hayden Christensen, Anakin, some way, shape, or form, is gonna show up. Is there anybody else that you can think of right now that you would predict could possibly show up in the next four episodes or anybody that you would want to show up? I don't know if this one would be somehow overkill, but I do think that because of everything with Order 66 and them hunting Jedi, I do think there's scope for Ahsoka Tano to be in this series as well. Now, I say overkill because she was in Mandalorian and in the Book of Boba Fett, would it be too much for her to now be in Obi-Wan as well? I don't know. But if they do it right, I think that could be a very interesting... Even if it's just like a five-minute thing where she's being hunted, I think that could be so where she flees, the, you know, and, and getting away from them. I don't know. I That would that is the one that I've thought about. Um, there was another one that I was thinking too, and now I can't remember. But that that's the big one that I was thinking. That is a big one, which... Could work. I feel I like so. that could work. I think so. Um, yeah, I've been I've been thinking about it. I think it would be kind of cool if if um, Commander Cody showed up. Mm. Like I I think it would be cool if like a, another clone showed up that knows Obi Wan. So I think that would be cool. Could we potentially maybe get a reference to Grogu? I think that could. Or, or something along those lines again if, order 66 yeah, if, if he's still if out we, there or if he yeah i think yeah i think that would be really cool if if in a flashback to order 66 yeah. we tie into the other shows that are going on on mm-hmm. disney plus where even if you just see 
him in the background or there's like a quick scene of like how he escapes yeah yeah or like anakin's going after who's ever carrying grogu yep and then that's when he runs into reva you know something like that i think it would be really cool if i don't know if this is possible but i think it would be really cool if a jedi showed up that we know but thought was dead and like showed up helped a little bit and then like i don't know gets taken out by vader or one of the grand or one of the inquisitors like i know we saw most of them the ones that we know die in revenge of the sith right i it doesn't have to be like a big one you know like somebody shows up where it's like oh i recognized you from like the background in i don't know attack of the clones or something like (laughs) Or Yaddle shows up. I don't know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, maybe we get a force conversation with Yoda too. Maybe he joins in with Liam Neeson at some point. Maybe um, Mace Windu. I think that'd be a stretch too far. I think it would be, but I, I would lo- I would love it, but I doubt it. Yeah, I you know I what agree. I mean. Yeah. I think if you're gonna bring Mace Windu back. Samuel Jackson wants to come back. You do a li- you do a limited series of Mace Windu. Oh like, yes. yes, like living until like through that series, and then maybe that's when he dies. Is at the end. Like I've... there's a rematch with Anakin, and then Anakin or with Vader, and then Vader finishes him off a thousand times. He's, yes, give he's, me a Windu he's series. Ex- he's expressed so many times that like he's like, hey. George, you gave me the lightsaber. Like, I still got it. I want to come back. He's like, how many people walk around in this galaxy missing hands and missing arms, like, and and come back with metal ones? Like, you didn't see me technically die. I just got (laughs) electrocuted out a window. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody. (laughs) So the fact that he said all that, like, if you're going to bring him back, unless this is like the introduction of I can help you out a little bit here but now i have to leave again but yeah. i don't think that would work in this show like it, i feel like if he if he was to show up in this show he would have to die in the show too. agreed which i think would be because, cool because if he did show up like that's reason for obi-wan to be like oh hey like we both need to pr- protect like stick together and protect luke or you need to go on alderaan and watch over leia from afar you know yeah so if they brought him in, they'd have to bring him out at the same time. Absolutely. Kill him which off. in that case, which in that case, bring him back in his own series. He wants it. True. <laughs> Just give it to him. I think that's it for our talks. I yeah. My final thoughts, I expressed how much I love this show. <laughs> um I, I hope it continues the quality that it's had in these first two episodes. Uh, I haven't watched episode three yet. Neither is Kyle. Like we expressed, we're recording this before it came out. We are going to be tackling episodes three and four in two weeks. I will say there are big things that happen in episode three that I was spoiled about. And that's all I'm going to say about it. I was a little annoyed at the internet to the point where now I feel like I'm going to have to just avoid the internet all day on Wednesdays now until the show is done until I can watch them. <laughs> damn you. Damn you internet. Ugh. Yeah, I hate the internet sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but overall, yeah, I I hope the the quality continues. I want more of this. It would be cool if cuz it sounds like Ewan had an even better time with this show than he did with the prequels. So if this opened up a possibility for season 2, I would love that as well. Just give me all Obi-Wan. Like yes. I said, he's he's one of the things that I love the most about the prequels. He's one of my favorite things about Star Wars in general. Uh, the more the merrier with Ewan McGregor, with Obi-Wan. Give it all to me. Absolutely. Before we wrap this up, let's jump into our best off recommendations of the week. We got some big ones for you guys here this week. Kyle. Why don't you start us off with a familiar best stuff? (laughs) 
I'm doubling down. Uh, <laughs> I said it last, well, literally, actually, I said last week that everyone, including myself, needed to go watch Chippendale's Rescue Adventure uh, because I had heard nothing but good things. I hadn't seen it yet last week when I talked about it, uh, but I think I talked myself into the hype because I then, that night that we recorded, went and watched it. And actually, by the time that the episode came out, oh no, uh, Saturday that week, I also watched it again with Zach um, because I had to make him watch it. It is just so much fun. It's just an incredibly enjoyable time to sit down and watch. The story is fun. The the plot the plot is it's fine. Like it's it's entertaining enough. There's a swerve. There's an anti-swerve. There's like there's enough cameos and enough good characters and enough jokes that it's just such a fun movie to sit down and watch. Like I said, I've watched it twice now and it's just as good the second time. Um, if not better, because you get to sit back and you get to realize some things that you didn't uh, see some cameos that you didn't see before and pay attention to things. Uh, A second look is always one of my favorites, but God, that movie, I'm so glad that I mentioned it last week because that movie was just so much fun. I also had the chance to watch this over the weekend. I mentioned during the Obi-Wan talk that sometimes I can overhype myself with things. <laughs> I th- I think this movie, I slightly overhyped myself, but I did still enjoy it. I, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I was going to, but at the end of the day, I still had a really fun time with it. Again, sometimes I really hate the internet, and this was one of those cases where the big cameo in this movie... yeah. I was spoiled on and I wish I wasn't because I think as effective as it was, even in the movie watching it, I feel (laughs) like it would have brought this movie to a completely another level had I experienced it the first time in the actual movie itself. Um, I don't want to say who it is in case there are listeners out there who haven't watched this yet, Uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun. I love Andy Samberg and uh, John Mulaney. And I think that they kill it in these roles. I think the CGI on Dale is really good. Incredible. Watching this, it was like, this could have been... All of the animation. The the different animation styles, placing them into the real world like Roger Rabbit. Incredible. Just including Roger Rabbit, I will say. They could have played it off where if the CGI wouldn't have been... Mm-hmm. as good on Dale as it was they could have been like oh it was like a hack job or he would have been like look at how good I look and then the like Chip could have been like really do you really yeah. look that good but the fact that like he does look really like he looks as real as you could make that character look Yep. in and CGI it, and especially it, not to spoil too much obviously this is a slight spoiler for the movie but the fact that they go to a place called the Uncanny Valley they had to make sure they had to make sure that Dale looked good and that he actually were. And they made fun of Alvin and the chipmunks at least once or twice in this movie. Oh, it so was, they, it was more than once. Uh, yeah. And I loved it. It was so good. So they, they had to make sure that he looked that good. And yeah, I, I was just so not only with, again, with what they got away with, with the parody law, but um just with, like I said, the animation and putting all that stuff into the real life and making it work. I just, was blown away by that some by that stuff. It, it's a fun ride. The cameos are good and fun. It's super super enjoyable if you have background uh, connections to Chippendale Rescue Rangers. But even if you don't, if you go into this movie without even having heard of that show, you're not going to be lost at all. They catch you up real quick with everything you need to know. The characters. It's it's a great time. It's a lot of fun. So good. My best stop of the week is actually tying into what we're going to fully talk about next week. Uh, Season four of Stranger Things. The first seven episodes dropped last weekend along with Obi-Wan. I will say, as far as priorities went, it was Obi-Wan was the top priority for me. Stranger Things, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, and then Top Gun, which I didn't get to. Yeah. but of those three things that I listed, I was like, these are my top priorities, and these are probably the order that I'm going to enjoy them in from most to least. Stranger Things might be tiptoeing ahead of Obi-Wan it so might. far. It might be. Because Disney, take notes. This is what you should be doing with your 
series with your seasons. You're Disney. You have all of the money in the world. Do what Stranger Things is doing right now. Give us nine episodes and give us hour plus long episodes. Fully flesh out some of these stories because some of these seasons that have come out with these six episodes definitely could have spent more time with some things. Definitely could have developed more things had you taken more time. And their budget is crazy in all of these episodes. It looks and feels like I'm watching a movie episode to episode to episode. And this season, if you love Stranger Things for what it is, you're like, oh, it's it's kind of dark and creepy, but it's it's pretty lighthearted, too. It's a lot of it can be a lot of fun. This season was like, hey, if you want your PG-13, stick with seasons one through three, because (laughs) season four we're going R here. There, we go dark. We get gruesome. There are some things that happen in this season that I'm like, that even I am like, that is, I'm flinching. I'm like, this is creepy. Even there are some things where I'm like super tense that are closer to horror than the first three seasons were. But we still get the heart of the characters despite how most of them are kind of in a dark place right now emotionally mentally it's still all the goodness of seasons one through three but it's it's taking it the show to the next level to a different level my best stuff is season four because we're going to talk about it the first seven episodes we're going to talk about next week if you've watched them all or if you haven't watched them, if you're like Stranger Things, that hasn't been on my mind since 2019 At when season three came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, go back, watch seasons one through three, and then jump into this. If you've watched season four already, still go back to, to seasons one through three because be doing. my girlfriend and I, we did, we went back, we, we, we rewatched one through three. And there are things that are happening in season four that I don't think I would have picked up because I probably wouldn't have remembered. There are scenarios that happen. There are uh, callbacks to those seasons. There are characters that come back that have more significant roles in this season than they did before that it's like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy because I just watched him like a season ago. Whereas if I would have jumped into this without having rewatched any of those, I might've been like, who is this guy again? Like, why is he important? So my best stuff is go back, watch seasons one through three, watch season four, and then join us next week. As we go, as we always do full spoilers on, on the first seven episodes of season four. Can't wait to talk about it. Can't wait to finish it. Just about there finishing it definitely will be done by next week and cannot wait to talk about it we have been your midwesterners this week that's m-i-d-w-e-s-t-e-r-n-e-r-d-s you can find us on twitter and instagram at midwesterners we are the midwesterners podcast on facebook if you'd like to send us an email you can send that to midwesterners at gmail.com you can find our show wherever you can find a podcast. Please remember to rate and review us, share and subscribe. All of these things help the channel to comp- to continue to grow and improve and be the best Midwesterners podcast that we can possibly give to you. Like I said, next week, things are going to get strange. Until then, I've been your host this week, Brian Stoffel. And I've been Kyle Olson. And whether it's beer, brats, comics, or lightsabers buried in the sand, keep it nerdy.